Geek Shock. With Michelele under my arm and a twinkle in my eye, I'll be on to temporary in the morning. With Michelele under my arm and a The guy posted a, a letter of uh, when he was a kid, wrote to John Cleese because he was his favorite Monty Python. I saw uh, that letter. And yeah, yeah you, okay, so you I know what I'm seen talking it. What about. What is this letter? Uh, okay, so. John Cleese, in a very Monty Python way, writes this uh, writes this full letter to this kid that's asking him for an autograph, and it basically says, you know, I'm a man of such such importance that I could not possibly take the time to write you back <laughs> and to give you my autograph because I am, you know, a very important person in both television and film, and on and on and on that and is on. That's great. And then signs it, John Cleese, at yeah. the end. He's like, so it was like, and the summary is something like, uh, so I cannot in good conscience, give you my autograph. Sincerely, John Cleese. And he signed it. And it's totally Monty Python. It's totally John Cleese. And it gives the kid everything he wants. And more. And more. Oh, my word. Uh, and I guess he's got it framed. There's a scan of it. I came across it like <laughs> accidentally. Somebody had linked it to a story. And uh, it, it was brilliantly written. I mean, uh, of course, uh, you know, like a 12-year-old kid's not really going to get it. But as an adult, the guy's just like, this is just... Uh, more amazing than I realized when I got it because I oh, was just so course. excited I got John Cleese's autograph. And <laughs> just I would have awesome. loved it though if he was like very disappointed when he yeah. read the letter. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so mad he threw it away. <laughs> Fuck this, huh? throws it away. I deserve more than what this. A, I just asked for an autograph. What a dick, crock a turd. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number two fifty six. I am Master Torgo. Your worst nightmare. Eighties Jeff. Flip floppy Matt. And we're here to talk week and geek, gentlemen. What you do this week? What you like? What you uh, in? Well, I finally finished season one of Arrow. Arrow, the Arrow experiment. Yes, uh, yes. I, I have not watched season two yet because unfortunately it is not in the streaming yet. It's supposed to launch on the streaming as soon as season three starts, which is okay. October eighth. That's fine, but but what did you think? Um, I give it a thumbs up. All uh, right, I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, it starts off good, but gets better as the season progresses. So that's not something you normally say about a first season. That's fairly high praise. Yeah. Wow. It's no Gotham. It's no Gotham. Uh, I know. Oh, which right. watched right. a few scenes of that yesterday. Oh, did you just got barely got through a few? Todd watched the whole thing. I what decided happened? to watch the whole thing since nobody else here could bring themselves to do the whole thing, apparently. Well, I was going to, but you just beat me to it. <laughs> no, but you're not wrong, certainly. the <laughs> Right? The, I mean, it's, I know. it's just dumb. Yeah. I will say on the long arc, by the end of it, I was like, okay, I want to see where this goes. Now I know the tone that they're setting and the story they want to tell. I want to see if they tell it. Oh. However, oh, yeah. however, yeah. whenever they do anything with anything regarding Batman, it is so ham-fisted yeah. that you have, they have a full pig on each arm. Yeah, it's dumb, man. It's dumb. Well, I felt completely redeemed when... Penny Arcade came out with a comic on it. Oh, yeah? I was just like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> I do. I know when they're taking the piss, I'm in the right <laughs> camp. I'm like, yep, this this show is pretty ridiculous. I do like the Jim Gordon character. I like the arc he takes. And that's what the story is. So, however, when you have young Ivy fondling plants. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was just going to mm-hmm. say, that when was you, the worst. When you My have, name is Ivy playing with my plants. <laughs> Like, really? That's what all of, every time yeah. they bring in a villain, it's we like, just, we were I tell riddles, I'm the Riddler. Oh, That's yeah. what we were just talking yeah. about yesterday. I'm like, Enigma the whole arcade what, what, com- do you, what do you Enigma. call blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Nigma, just stop it with the riddles already. 
Yeah, just really. Right. I mean, they could have. Don't call me penguin. They could have just, just had. Mm-hmm. They could have just had plants in the background. They could have made a Batman show. <laughs> they could have made a Batman show. Remember in the sixties when they made the Batman show? Ooh, we th- I talked about this last time. Yeah. This is old old ground, but damn it, make a Batman show. And here's the other thing. You want to focus on Jim Gordon? Great. But make it during the time when Batman's around. Yeah. Why not? I don't know why they didn't why go with the Gotham PD. Why can't you do side PD. stories? It's not like Gordon calls on Batman for every single crime he yeah. kills across. Well, yeah. But it was uh, Gotham PD. It was the name of the comic that DC put yeah. out. Yes. That was GCPD. a stellar Run. Greg Rucka yeah. had to. Yes. It was mostly him, that I think, was, for most of the run. Like the first four issues with Go- Gotham PD dealing with uh, what's the Frost guy, Mister Freeze, Mister Freeze. Freeze, and that or was Killer incredible. Frost, the girl. No, that was Mister Freeze. Uh, just Bird's Eye. Bird's Eye is the Frost story. guy. Bird's Eye Frost guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that did the frosting of vegetables. Okay. Bird's okay. Eye. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> But that's a great story. I don't know why they didn't go with that. It's a fun idea. I'm guessing because fight against their movie line. That's got to be it. But stupid. They're but so I think dumb. who cares? Poten- Smart potential. But it's this is some of that first. This episode again. Hurt. This again. This is where I respect Commander K's opinion. But we are at loggerheads. I am done <laughs> giving shit time to get good. I am too fucking old. To watch eight episodes of shit before something awesome happens. By the by, That's so here's some shit that I started watching. Oh, okay. I started watching Blacklist. I like that. No shit way you have a problem with Blacklist. I'm gonna walk. Shut your your mouth. Shut your. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your stupid <laughs> face. <laughs> I, I'm gonna walk out of here if you have a problem with Blacklist. Here's uh, my problem with Blacklist. Oh, okay, Lord, first off, um, I don't know Blacklist. Blacklist is the James Spader TV series. Yeah. Um, he is a character that is in the uh, FBI top 10 most wanted. Uh, he is an arms dealer, uh, extraordinaire, okay, and, and many other basically evil things. And he comes at the big, first episode, he turns himself in, but says he'll only speak to this lady named Elizabeth Keene. So there's the mystery of, you know, the connection between his character and her character, but they essentially start this, uh, this special unit that tries to take down the worst of the worst criminals in the world. The, the, Hannibal Lecter, if he was that, that they had no... Dude, you don't even need prompting and you see it. <laughs> it is just Silence of the Lambs mixed with a healthy dose of jingoistic fear-mongering. It is the most preposterous shit. Here it is. Here's, here's spoiler alert. Okay. Here's what the first whole episode says. Terrorists are coming for your white babies. (laughs) Then they will come to your house and murder your left-wing liberal husbands because they aren't prepared for what's really coming down the pike. Oh, wow. (laughs) They're in your house and they're stealing your white babies. Be afraid. It is the most ridiculous, fear-mongering bullshit I have ever seen. I couldn't stomach it for, an, and I love James Spader. Sure, and I was just sickened by how how cheap and knee jerk and just ugh, ugh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. This is within twenty five minutes. Did you make it through the episode? No, <laughs> of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. I saw enough. <laughs> I saw more than enough. 
more than enough. I, I love it. I'm, I'm just watching you over the years. Your bar of tolerance for. <laughs> For television, just lower. And there's nothing lower, I even. I te- just, television, I just forget yeah. it. Forget it. If it was made after 1983, I don't even fucking care anymore. <laughs> Honestly, what what the fuck? Back when people were allowed to tell stories and not have to put a political agenda in the middle of it. Stupid. It, but that's all that is. All that is is a commercial for the grand war against terror we are in. Giant quotes: "War against terror." Uh, he's he's oversimplifying it. Oh, am I? Yes. Well, uh, I know Jeff has watched a few more episodes. I've than watched you, the so. entire first season and the the yeah, first so two episodes I. of the current season. So have I. Uh, well, Matt, you no, no, you've seen no. it. No, I was just saying you've seen it. What's your take on it? Because I, I, you and I are the only two in this room that have have seen it. Uh, because I mean, they do have stories about a ton of different criminal. Uh, endeavors that they're trying to bring down. I've actually seen it to like the last. I'm, I think I missed the last three or four episodes of the first season, so I'm, okay. I'm kind of a little bit behind. You're a little behind, okay? Yeah. But well, I can see enough I that you've see, seen multiple episodes. I could see where um, Paul is coming from on this one, but that's the world we live in. So is it? No, is it really? No, <laughs> that's what. That's my problem. <laughs> Are you are you seriously going to tell me the world we live in is terrorists come stealing white babies no, no, no. and stab not, you in not, your house? Not here. <laughs> I mean, we're isolated yeah, on this here. North American continent, oh, yeah. okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. It is fear-mongering at its utmost. This is why we are continuing. If you this, let it. What do you mean? I can look at it and it's it's fiction. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. Ma- I'm not. I'm right. Yeah, it's, oh it's just on the TV. Oh my god! How many people do you think are able to make that distinction? How many people in this well, nation? That's are not able my to- problem. Oh right. <laughs> let me okay, assure that's you. not my problem. Let me assure you. In a few years, it will be. It very much will be your problem because people cannot determine fact from fiction. People every week go into buildings and yell at the sky. They cannot determine fact from fiction. To play devil's advocate, isn't this the same argument that Jack Thompson made against Grand Theft Auto? I don't know this uh, argument. I'm not saying this show causes people to support Sure, the war. but his big argument was that people can't discern fact from fiction when they're playing this game, therefore they, this game needs okay. to be I'm strapped not, down. I, I'm just saying, he's saying he can determine fact from fiction. I'm just saying a lot of people, for a lot of people... They, they're going to watch that show and mm-hmm. go, oh, boy, I hope terrorists don't come steal my baby. As a, That's going to that's gonna become a real concern for people. I, I understand I think that. he's referring to the episode that was human trafficking, not terrorists stealing white babies. I don't know. It wasn't terrorists. <laughs> that's it was... the first thing that happens is a terrorist steals <clears throat> a white baby. He wasn't a terrorist in that episode. Yes, he was. The very fir- I just watched this like right. minutes ago. I'm gonna go back and see it again. But if <laughs> yeah, you're if the episode that I think you're talking about, he's a world-renowned terrorist. Mm-hmm. World-renowned. Yeah, they thought he was dead. He pops back up alive, steals a baby from a general who he wants revenge on for blowing up his family, and then uh, goes to the lady's house and stabs the husband. I could easily see the writer's room for this show being, all right, we're putting this together. What's the scariest thing that America is afraid of right now? Oh, yeah. How are we going to f- 
to it's, get them to watch this show. It's a phenomenal example, an exercise in if this, then what. As far as heightening and exploring, I was really like, oh, 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 oh. I mean, like, it really does. Boom, 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 boom. Everything gets just ratcheted, ratcheted, yeah. ratcheted. But to a bit of an absurd degree, it's her first day on the job. Meanwhile, right. this, this, and she's right out of the academy. She hasn't actually become an agent yet. <laughs> this also, is her first. This sounds very Clarice. This is her. <laughs> yeah. first, oh, dude, yes. it's so. Yes. This is her first day on the job. Yeah, he knows everything about her. He totally silenced the lambs. Yeah. I mean, it's not even. I'm like, who's zooming who? Where's the lawsuit? <laughs> it's a joke. But um, but he knows everything about her. Watch Hannibal and NBC. Not to mention that well, not only I like that. not I like only that. are they stealing little white babies. But the little white baby gives her her little arm charm bracelet, her little wrist bracelet, and that's her. That's her little totem. Her focus, or right? Oh, I know like, what I you're talking about. We're talking the, about the first the little, fucking the, the little girl gets kidnapped, right? So uh, the whole thing, the very first moments of the interplay between she and her husband, who is this nebbish. Glasses wearing, total NPR listening, chive tea swilling. <laughs> I mean, every negative Volvo drive. Right, exactly. Every they, they're throwing the book <laughs> at this poor motherfucker. Am I wrong? You are wrong because later on in the series, he turns out not to be that. But Good. Yes, he's probably a double agent, right? Uh, yes. Red, yes. Red, red, red herring at the beginning. Great. Yeah. Yawn, yawn, yawn. See, that takes me off two seconds. Of Fuck this show. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so. Uh, what happens His character's is, actually very well put together. I okay. Think. Anyways. Great. Good. Okay. But All they're right. in the middle. You don't of, care. All they're, right. Well, they're in the middle of trying to adopt a baby. Okay. That's yes. the whole big thing. And so it's just this terrible dilemma. She gets pulled into a black ops site, and she's on the phone. I can't talk. Everything's classified. Sorry, I can't be there right now to help us get the baby. Ah, I'm torn between my passions as a mother and my dedication as a soldier. Fuck this show. <laughs> she's borderline. She's borderline she's border, soldier. She works on the border. She's FBI not a soldier. Agent. Oh, she's not a soldier. Meanwhile, they get a fucking gunshot battle in the middle of a fucking bridge with SUVs blowing up. It's soldiery to me. But you know what I mean. Her I love duty. When, when Paul Her hates duty. something, he starts cherry picking yeah. little pieces of the episode <laughs> and, and 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 ignores like the 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 meteor points of the I got show. A feeling as time goes on. You go into a show looking for that. I mean, not oh, that it's hard to I, find. You think? But I think you're like, I'm just waiting for this, it. I'm just waiting for this it. This is my thing. If I'm behind, I, my wife says it all the time. She's like, Mattingly, it's black and white with you. There, it's either you're 100% or zero. That is true. There's really no in between. And but But that is to my detriment, but it is also to my benefit. And if you yeah. find yourself in my favor as a television show or pop culture entity, I will defend you to the death. I've seen if it. If I enjoy what you bring. He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> He-Man is one of those things. I will defend that to my last breath. Brilliant stuff. Wonderful stuff. Uh, I, brilliant seems a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> if you look upon it. I don't know. You you tell me what other shows had like 160 plus episodes and it was you know set the benchmark for syndicated television syndicated cartoons in America. You know, I did, there's a lot of a lot of precedents set with there, that that market is, and that show. Uh, that show did a lot of things. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. yeah, good things. Started the moral value thing at the end of cartoons. Started a bunch of bunch of cool stuff. 
One thing I want to bring up with Gotham that is kind of maddening. Vomit is... They, that's easy to bring up with Gotham. <laughs> you saw, you saw the Gotham, beginning... the Ipecac. You saw enough of Gotham that you saw the death of the Wayne family, uh, which was... Wasn't uh, which, it terrible? Which was a murder, which the whole idea... But the problem is, and this is not really a spoiler because it's kind of laid out Everybody there for you. Everybody knows what happened to Batman's parents sure, at this point. But the, no, not talk about that. I am talking about the killer themselves. The actor that they hired as the killer has one of the most recognizable pair of eyes in television. When Because they do a long focus on that killer's eyes at, at when he's kills him i didn't recognize him but i wasn't watching that hard because you didn't see that character later on in there. no i didn't and anybody gone oh and, that's and they guy. put that character in the background of everything without really introducing him and so in the first episode you're like oh well i know that actor i know his eyes those are obviously his eyes there's the that's the and the whole crux is gordon finding out who killed wayne's parents so that's going to be the first season arc, you think? I at, at first season arc, definitely. Or maybe second season. It arc? It might go into the second season, but that's that's kind of the furrow through. If it makes it, <laughs> I hope. Is it, is it going to shit? No, the numbers are fine. The, oh, the second, the yeah, second, it's very popular. It's very it's, popular. It's the second. Uh, there was People no real drop off on the second. Stop it, you sheeple! Stop it! <laughs> Demand better of your comic book tie-ins. Um, I'm uh, exasperated. He didn't say, "Do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?" <laughs> Um, oh boy! <laughs> he uh, also, um, I just thought that the whole death scene was just cheese or easy. It's been done so much it better, is. so many ways. Like there's, hey I mean, there kid, was just you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yes. So ham fisted hey, that, but that they didn't even do it when they do the flashback scene in in the first Batman film. In the when Batman, the the eighty nine Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. You mean yeah, the, movie. the perfect Batman oh. film? Please. That is the best Batman <laughs> no, film. It is no, the best Batman film. It is no, up there. And for the long time, yes, no. it certainly yeah, was. The best. Period. Until Dark Knight came around. Sorry. Still. Nope. Still. Nope. I really did like Dark Knight as well. Knight. I'd almost give him a tie, but that 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 thing, I mean, when when I saw it, it was perfect. But I will give it its due. That movie changed comic book movies for the better. For all make of it us. darker, right. a little more realistic, but then also, they went off the rails. Yeah, sure. But you know what? Even the second one has its redeeming qualities. It just got caught up in that too many villains thing again. Well, that was the first time the too many villains thing happened. We didn't know it was a bad idea at the time. <laughs> sure. Or how bad of an idea it was at the time. The bat, the cat, the penguin. Yeah. Plus, and you can't Shrek. have... Right. You can't have uh, Max Shrek. You can't have... Um, <laughs> green guy, big guy, Scottish, right? Yeah. Walken. You can't have Christopher Walken and then <laughs> not make him one of the real main villains. He's like a side villain. Like that guy's fucking. Well, he's the main villain of the piece, yeah. but kind yeah. of. But yeah. I don't know about but he was made up for. But he wasn't a super that. villain. Was he no, supposed he was to be a super villain? villain? No, no. no. He was Max Shrek. Was he invented high for that corporate sh- guy? He was invented for that movie, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I think that's just such a waste. Like have him be some. Have well, him I mean, be Bane he, or some shit. He was the know. main villain. He was orchestrating everything, basically. Be great if. Why couldn't he be Bane? Well, I don't think Bane was around when he was on that. I'm about to inject myself with some extra juice. I'm pretty sure Batman Returns is pre-Bane. Once I inject myself, I'll break you back. I'll leave you alone. Basically, the Bane of your existence. Oh, God. You're going to take it. You're going to like it. Back to the blacklist. What you're going to love 
is how I heart you. Why it works? It's got, it's got a sprinkle of NCIS over top of 24. That's why it works. <laughs> that sounds so like a recipe for horribleness to me. I was going to say, so it's two schlock shits that slip down saying, together. At one time, both those shows were number one on television, and that's just to show you And that is the, the tale they're chasing, without yes. a doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean, they know what recipe they're after. Yeah, they're no fools in that kitchen. They're going to make what makes them money. Uh-huh. And going back to last episode. Awful. Take the risk. But my point. Take the risks. My point. Yes. My point that I was making before with that Gotham Wayne death, there was just no artistry behind it. It was so brutal and and, and not even brutal, just so matter of. Yeah, that right, was a lot just, of blood. Right. It was just. That was a boom, lot of boom, blood. And it was like. Tons of blood. Just squib, squib. Boom, boom. Done. There the was slow, no. The slow eye, like there the was slow. no artistry to it. No. And <laughs> very little pathos. Right, right. That's it. There's just there was no payoff, and that scream, yes, lame, terrible. Also, that belies his feelings at that moment. Yeah, I don't think he would have had the will to scream at that time. No, it, yeah, you know what I mean. Shocked. That event, that event shocked him into reclusion. Shocked him into you know. You're right. I think that would have been a better choice. His inner world. If they would have, if he just shuddered. shut down shuddered and shook yeah you know and you just saw the absolute terror in his eyes as his his uh you know parents blood ran down his hands because that know, would have been a lot more powerful because if you just got if you if a guy just shot your parent you're not going to draw attention to yourself That's after a, episode three you can't shout no or scream like that anymore i just think they that ruined it for right everything. it did a lot it did the, the whole no the no because ah, every time no. you see it that's what you right, go to ah, Yeah. Whoa, whoa, my parents. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> that, that was the alternate take. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> little, little, uh, who frame Roger Rabbit sprinkled <laughs> in there. When I killed your parents, I looked like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Christopher Lloyd would have made a better Batman child at this point. <laughs> I would watch that Mom, show. Dad, what happened? Oh, shit. <laughs> You're bleeding. You are too. <laughs> Pearls are everywhere. That's it. <laughs> We're done. Hey, I'm going to build more, a uh, car to go back to Lloyd taxi. Yeah, this is more, okay. This is more taxi time, Christopher Lloyd. I don't have a really good current Christopher Lloyd. It's, uh, this is, uh, this less, is, less Doc uh, Brown Christopher this Lloyd. This is more Jim. Taxi Jim. Oh. Mm. I'm Batman. Now I'm Batman. Thanks to this. I got no choice. No choice. I'm Batman. <laughs> So I'm confused about Shadows Over Mordor. Why? The game came out yesterday. Yes. It's gay. And I'm hearing amazing things about it. It's it's headed my way. I'm excited to play it. Uh, You've got it for the Giant Bomb coming. gave it five stars. Wow. Which is a rarity. Yeah, for them. So what's your confusion? I'm my really confusion, excited about it too. My confusion is... The lack of buzz and advertisement for such a high-end AAA game from a large distributor. Well, they have just started running TV ads. I don't know why they haven't been running them up till now, but over the last week, I did see quite a few TV ads for it I'd where like, I had seen nothing before. I'd like to think that they know what they've got and they know the people who need to know will figure it out. I hope so, that they're saving yeah. money in advertising. Right. Because they're like and this, putting it into the game, like the you know 150 million dollar Destiny advertising budget, right? Yeah, and, if, and it, which is a lackluster game. Yeah, if you're getting a five from Giant Bomb, mm -hmm. you've won the hardcore. 
Yeah. And the word of mouth is going to get out on this. I thing. was just going to say they're probably relying more on word of mouth than. Well, it's for me. It's certainly working. I am chomping at the bit to play this. Yeah, I I can't wait. It's going to be good. I think I'm going to go ahead and get it on the 360. See how it goes. I got to check the comparisons and whatnot. But sure. I've been watching. I got to wait a month. I've been watching streams. Oh, you've been watching game. streams of it already. Yeah, it makes me actually want to go out and buy a PS4. Wow. Just to play that, that game. Just to play that game. I'm Open torn. world. I'm still torn if I want a PS4 or three six or Xbox One. X Bone. I don't want an X Bone, but I don't really want a PS4 either. I hate those controllers. I, again, I still say wait till March. I think March is a good time. By that time, great releases will have come out for both systems that are only available for those systems. Yeah, I mean, I'm in no rush. Yeah. I'm in no rush. And it's it's taken the exact same time period as the 360 yep, PS3 game. it took me two game. years to buy that thing. And because it took two years for good games to come out that weren't started on previous consoles. Was it the original Xbox or the Xbox 360 that you bought and returned like the next day? The original Xbox. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I remember going to a, to a late night Walmart with you and buying all this stuff. And then <laughs> like returned it like two days later and then went and had to go buy it again. He's like, God damn it. Now there's stuff I want to play. Uh, that was a long time between. That was six months between probably. But yeah. I'm finicky. What can I say? Oh, no. Hey, really? Is, no. It, hey, really? Nowadays, I'm a finicky prickly bitch. For as much as geeks are catered to in all the genres that we like, you have to be finicky. You don't have time for everything. It's true. So this pick was and exactly choose. what I said. When I'm not Stop releasing watch, shit. I'm not going <laughs> to exactly. watch shit. I don't have the time yeah. for it. I don't have the time. Nobody else should have to put up with it either. Sure. Stop creating I, I, subpar things. I will America. say I do an exorbitant amount of watching things I normally wouldn't because of this show, especially back when we were doing the video show more often. Oh, right. Because you investigate I, the things just, that we bring. Yeah, because I wanted to be ready to talk about it if it came up. So... What can I say? It's the problems you want to have. I love it, but (laughs) (laughs) anything else you want to get off your chest, gentlemen, before this show goes Uh, into effect? Can't think of anything. Then it's on. News you don't give a shit about. It's lottery make news. You didn't get your uh, your little uh, I bet I will like you normally do when he says that. No, I don't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Not not your normal perky self. We should open the doors. Get the cool air blowing through. All right. Just go for it. Why not? Please. It is rather hot in here. Yeah, I'm hot. Well, that's not... It's not that hot outside right now. Yeah. No, it's gorgeous outside. Gorgeous outside. Okay, news you don't give a shit about Threshold Entertainment. This might be one of my favorite in new concept horribleness that I've had in a long time. Threshold Entertainment has snagged the film rights to the 1980s puzzle game Tetris. What? With plans to develop an epic sci-fi movie for the property. Oh, boy. The studio previously developed 1995's Mortal Kombat film and its sequel. (laughs) Producer Larry Kasanoff teases they plan to turn the extremely simple game into an epic sci-fi story that will be, quote, really exciting, unquote. Hank Rogers, managing director of the Tetris Company, had this to say about the movie deal. Quote, what started as a simple computer puzzle game about 30 years ago today is part of our global consciousness, connecting people of all ages and backgrounds and feeding our innate desire to create order out of chaos. 
We look forward to partnering with Threshold Entertainment to reimagine that common experience and bring a spectacular new Tetris universe to the big screen for the first time in this new universe. As you'll soon find out, there is much more to Tetris than simply clearing lines. This reminds me of like a standee version I saw in arcade. A while back, standee version. Yeah, it was. It was. I. I want to say it was Atari that put it out. But they had a, the standee arcade cabinet. It was Tetris, but the artwork on the side had all the little pieces basically turned into little spaceships with jet engine or rocket engines and stuff on it. And I'm wondering if that's kind of the. Uh, the reasoning behind the you know getting movie rights for well, it. The reasoning they, I think is. Uh, Sandler and his company stitch. are putting together that Pixels movie, and they're like, well, we've got to get on that money. <laughs> if yeah, it's good enough likely. for Sandler. I don't know how this can go well. Yeah. No, in any, re- any regard. Although, I mean, it's Where just, I, be I have cheesy, one word for But you. it won't make me cheesy when they incorporate the actual game into the movie. I have one yeah. word for you. Battleship. Jesus Christ, Ugh, that movie, movie was horrible. Horrible. It feels like Tron, maybe. Like they're going to go for a Tron kind of vibe. I'll bet uh, we're going to wish they went for a Tron. Kind of <laughs> I mean, vibe. who cares? We don't have to see this thing. You don't. Maybe it'll be a terrible cult classic. You I, know, maybe I don't worthy know. Of, of. I see it being kind of like Doom, oh, whereas just this whole dumb story around a specific scene that referenced the game. Yeah. There's a way to make it good, I'm it, sure. I hope they find it. <laughs> God, what would be the what would be the what would be the way to make it interesting? That's Truly just it. Interesting. I racked my brain over this and pack your groceries in the car. Especially when you're talking sci-fi Doing epic. It, learning just how to pack things. Some kind know. of an That's... ancient excavation, and they find a puzzle they have to put together just right to open the door to the antechamber for some. <laughs> I, I can't okay. wait for the model kits for the ships to come out right. for us model builders. Because <laughs> I, I can't wait for that T-square. Well, everything is... Uh, it's all combinations of four. Right. It's all different permutations of four squares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Something, something, <laughs> and that's the movie so right like there. About, so far we got. Something about four. I don't know. Four I square just, the movie. Maybe there's like four people <laughs> who only when they like it's hole in the wall, and only when they and their ships up are only they, cubes, and they yeah, cut yeah. teeth together, and there's different mm-hmm. powers the way they piece themselves together as cubes. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, if it's one ship that can form the the five different tetraminos, and each one does something different. Yeah, one's a shield chip. One is all right, firepower. Right, the other one's one is a snake. Stealth. One's a snake. One's a the T is like a, a shield. The line is like an attacking sword. The square is a base. Well, all I'm gonna I'm say, not gonna go see it. That's all I'm gonna say. About <laughs> after that getting talked into watching Battleship, there that's is your no fault. That who was, talked you that into that? Your yeah. fault. What you and I were tongue? both talked into no, that. No, I never yes. saw that fucking thing in them theaters. No, you and I saw it at Skills Place. Oh right. Yeah, he's oh, like, okay. you guys got to come over and you watch. Mean to, you mean to see it at all? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, I, yeah, I, I had not say, planned no way on seeing it. Yeah, we did watch that. Yeah, at, but it was god but awful. We saw it. We saw. We went in going. This is going to be. 
ter- it was it, terrible. Yeah, we did say going into it was going to be terrible, and it's and worse than we it, even thought. It, it was worse. Wow. Uh, uh, that movie's unmentionable. Lord. That movie's just. I mean, if any I've movie deserved the MST it. treatment, it's that one. I mean, that the, the the main actor whose name escapes me that's also in John Carter. Is it Rihanna in that? Yes. yes. She is. Rihanna is a terrible actress, but the lead <laughs> actor in the movie Shocked is goddamn horrible. Uh, yeah, he's the, the, he's the same guy that's the lead actor on John Carter. He's, I don't think he's done anything since. No, he's done a few other little movies, and I'm sitting there going like, Once how does work, this guy work. still keep getting work? It's fucked up. Yeah, you're right. Though. Oh, it's going to drive that's me true. crazy. I you can't think of his name. Is. You can yeah, fail no, up real sh- hard. Sh- think about Star Trek, man. All those freaking god-awful managers that... Were complete failures at their job, and suddenly they're promoted oh, to VP sorry, like of the this. Experience, I guess. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, no, he's just talking about Shatner. experience. No. no, Shatner's the man. News yeah. you don't give a shit about. Sony Computer Entertainment said that PlayStation Home service will shut down in Europe and U.S. territories in on March 31st, 2015. I didn't really realize it was still going on. I was right. just going to say I didn't realize it was still active at all quote due to a shifting landscape playstation home will cease publishing new content on the 12th of november 2014 sony confirmed in a statement gamers in europe will be able to download content until the 3rd of december as a token of our tremendous gratitude to the community we will also be releasing a series of free content prior to the platform's closure on the 31st of march 2015 PlayStation Home was developed by Sony Computer Entertainment's London studio and was launched in 2008 for the PS3. Home was designed to be a 3D virtual world to give users a social space with customizable avatars, minigames, and virtual homes that could be decorated with trophies earned from games and special items. Basically, Second Life on PlayStation 3 is what it was. I remember yeah. toying around with this the first time it came out yeah. and going, I thought I wanted this... I really now realize I don't. There was no, like, if it had had a Minecraftian sort of co- uh, component where there was a little more um, author's voice in it, you could you can't really create anything. No, you can't. But again, this is pre that, that great space. Right. creative game renaissance. But still, even the, even then, it was really limiting and dumb. Well. The whole idea was, was going into it was like, hey, there's going to be this virtual in-game place where you can meet up with your friends and play games, and then you realize that was a middleman that took longer than you wanted to to get to games. Right, everything took yeah. really long to yeah. download, and half of the thing was advertisements. Yeah, you went to the movie theater. I remember the, the thing that was maddening was going <laughs> to the movie theater and watching the video from Twilight from, I can't even remember the band anymore. Uh, but that was just on a loop with maybe yeah. one game trailer. And I'm like, man, I'm getting real sick of this song right here. And then yeah. you have your, like, your apartment that you're trying to decorate. And the only thing you have to choose from is like Sony movie mm-hmm. uh, posters and uh, I, I, little little tchotchkes that are Sony movie I remember you being stuff. in that theater and just all the little avatars words up above their heads yeah. like this is terrible fuck this fucking shit <laughs> yeah, this is garbage this is funny. balls this eats my dick this is terrible shit <laughs> fuck this shit forever fuck twilight twilight's terrible fuck this shit yeah it was like true. i think i think i mean they wouldn't close it down if it wasn't if it was working that's and true it wasn't working at all well if, what's surprising is that it's been all this time that was a long time ago yeah, it was a long time ago. That had to have been so about old. So old. Six That's years five ago? Five years ago. No. Longer. 
No, it, we've only been doing this show six years. Was it during this show that the was it this before this show that we did that that we hung out and watched that shit? No way. Did we? I don't know. I don't think so. We didn't. It would have been at the very beginning. We hung out here every once in a while to watch shit before we started doing the show, but Hmm. not much. Even so, five years. Oh yeah, that's that's a long time for this virtual environment that we didn't realize was still in existence. It is a long. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Holy. But you got to think about all the other worlds that are still persistent. I guess Star Trek Online is still a thing. Star Trek Online has found its legs and continues to make money now. Did someone Who? steal them? Like, uh, <laughs> like they took Neelix's lungs? Is that what happened? <laughs> Who is like it here? They, they, they went. Oh, they Captain, went. someone took my legs. They were free to play. Never gone to th- that has yeah, the right. like forever subscription. Is did it you? you get something That's back me. from that? <laughs> did you get something back from that? I shit? did. I did. I basically have everything I ever won in that game forever. <laughs> right. So okay. So, so at least they did treat. Yeah. So if, if you bought that subscription, I can basically get. Yes, I want this awesome ship. And what were you thinking when you bought that? I thought I would play it a lot. Well, he was thinking his his he pattern. He wasn't thinking. It's what his it. pattern with MMOs, and it for, for as long as I've known him, is he'll play a game for six to eight months, take about six to eight months off, and go then tends to, to go back to it for maybe a couple months, sometimes longer, but usually a couple months, and then stop playing it. But then he'll go back to it after a little while. So I think that was, you know, the thought process. I think the subscription cost for like the lifetime was like two hundred something. Okay. It was fairly so, reasonable. So it wasn't that much. And when you're thinking that it's a, you're paying fourteen ninety nine a month. I'm like, well, you know what? If I'm going to play this thing for two years, you got to remember. Worth it. Basically, a founder's program. You got to remember, we're coming off. You know, there's a lot of us who did not. I didn't do this, but there were a couple other friends of ours who did this. Who were actors at the experience. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was not only like, I want to continue and expand that. Mm. You know, that was a big part of it. It's like, oh, I've been waiting to take all this work that I've done at work and be able to employ this in a new, fun <laughs> all this way. study, I've right, all this character right, right, work. Right, and just kind of expand on that character and just and see how far we could take it. So I think the promise of that possibility loomed larger for us because we had lived in the world of Star Trek. This would be a chance to return to live in that world again. And I really don't disparage the game. Yeah, the foot part of the game was very MMO. But the ship There's combat... There's a whole foot fetish part? Yo, in every game, don't you know? Ooh. <laughs> well, you just said they stole Neelix's leg. Would so. you touch my feet, my precious, please? Oh, Kess, <laughs> caress my toes. They're mm. human toes, of course, because everything is humanoid about every alien except for faces. <laughs> Tongue my Jam- bunions. James Tongue my bunions. <laughs> James Duhan scene came to... He did it. Look at his feet. It was like well, I don't know what the alien that was in Undiscovered Country. But right. Oh yeah. The- uh, look, there's no way he'd fit in those boots. How <laughs> yes. couldn't have fit in those boots for his train? I thought for a minute it was a guilty one, but look at his feet. They're huge. <laughs> He's got feet bigger than the ship itself. He's got quarters for those feet. He's got his own separate foot quarters. It's got its own weather system. It's got its own weather system, those feet. How's the weather down there? Feet. Look at those feet. Ooh. Feet. Dune. Dune feet. Ooh. Look how huge. Look at that. Oh, I thought it was a mountain range. It's just a couple of cones. Oh. Look at those feet. That's unbelievable. 
You got enough toe jam there to start your own Smuckers Corporation. <laughs> That's disgusting. Look at your feet. They're so big. Woof. Woof. This little piggy in my butthole. That's a huge piggy. <laughs> There's no little piggies among them. This giant pig crushed a fucking town. <laughs> Look at your feet. Your goddamn feet. They're so big. Dad, Dad. you're going to give him a complex. So, so yeah, the, <laughs> the guy, the alien had big feet. <laughs> wouldn't fit in the uh, boots somewhere uh, Mike Myers is preparing a lawsuit for ripping off <laughs> so I married an axe murderer <laughs> news you don't give a shit about the duo who previously teamed on Fox's military comedy Enlisted are adapting Tom Hanks's 1988 movie Big for the network the comedy is described as an event series based on the movie that explores... It's an it, event, all right. Like when you have to shit and don't make it to the toilet. <laughs> what it means to be an adult and what it means to be a kid and how in today's world those two things are more confused than ever. Oh, oh boo um, Yeah. What is this enlisted? I'm trying to look this it up right now. It only lasted like one season, uh, if that. Okay, because like, I've not heard of this at Again, all. more was, failing uh, up. More failing up. Here we Listeners would would uh... the duo will pen the script and executive produce the half hour comedy, which is envisioned as an ongoing series with a cable model episode count, so not as many as your average network. Twentieth uh, Century Fox feature Big, the original one, starred Tom Hanks as the kid who wishes to be big and is granted by an amusement fortune teller coin machine called Zoltar and is transformed into an adult. The film grossed more than one hundred fifty one million dollars worldwide since its June nineteen eighty eight release. <laughs> It also spawned a Broadway musical in 96. NBC, there's no more information on this next sentence. This is the only information I have. NBC is also apparently adapting Problem Child and oh, no. Real Genius. I'll tell you what. As TV shows. I'll tell you what. If they get Gilbert Gottfried for Problem Child, I am all <laughs> fucking in. I am all They would be in. too scared to get Gottfried for I'd that. I'd be so... What? He's the he's the heart of those movies. I agree, but at the same time, is I he even think in the so, third? I think he was in the first two. I haven't seen a single one of them to know. You've never seen him? Not a problem, child film. No. The the first two were good. The third the third one <laughs> good is tough is a strong, but yeah, they have they have they have their they have their own unique charm. And, the, yeah. and, and I'll tell you, it, it kind of hinged on not only Godfrey, but that kid was just uh. so. Bizarrely, his delivery was really odd. Yeah, but it worked for the character. It worked for the character, but he was really a strange performer. That he and then the performance uh, the, he gave was really strange. Shit, what's and then his, his name? His sister comes in in the second one. That's the third one. I thought. Oh, is it the third one? I think that's the she's third one. odd too. It's odd. It's an. Odd it's not his film. sister. It's it's the <laughs> daughter of the friend of his dad's. <laughs> That he want he and the he and the daughter want to get the the two together because his dad's gonna get married to some crazy woman. Oh, it's it's hor- the third one is terrible. The third one is terrible. It's so convoluted. Convoluted is right. I love how much you know about Problem Child. <laughs> Uh, oh, damn it! God. What's the? I don't know. <laughs> I've never watched you the, tell us. that so. new actor, tell the, us. the the lead in. Uh, oh, Was shit. it Ritter? Yes, John Ritter. Yes, it is thank John you. John Ritter, right? Yeah, yes. John Ritter uh, is really good in in 
the f- I, again i'm yeah and that relationship that relationship yeah. between the two of them is so strange it's like he's trying like, to take care of the kid him. and really being nice but the kid is just like i'll murder you in your sleep and shit <laughs> well it's, the, it's so weird yeah, it's like a well, horror movie without the killing well he's been he's been returned to the foster you know system so many times <laughs> The poor kid. Jeff, yeah, Jeff is so <laughs> empathetic with this. No, child. I'm just saying that that's the that's the premise guys, of the guys, thing is that that's why he's a problem child. <laughs> he, you, you, no, I mean you know the, what you the, miss? The, you know what a lot of people and miss? The kid, and the kid relationship. The child's not the problem. It's the social welfare system that's the problem. <laughs> that's what people miss. It should be the social welfare system problem child. <laughs> that, my friends, is what it's really about. <laughs> anyway, you're right. You're right. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> in his way. But no, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> in his way. The father-son relationship they develop actually is is really good, by the, by the, especially by the end of the first film. Is it kind of like the end of The Toy, starring Richard Pryor? Uh-huh. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. Strange film. News you don't give a shit about. A Rush Hour, hour-long action comedy based on the blockbuster Rush Hour movie <laughs> franchise is coming to television. Didn't they already try Why? this? Warner uh, Brothers TV hey, hey, hey. has God closed did, but deals for the project. The movie franchise director Brett Ratner and producer Art Sarkisian will serve as executive producers. Rush Hour is expected to stay close to the premise of the original movie with a stoic, by-the-book Hong Kong police officer assigned to a case in Los Angeles where he's forced to work with a cocky black LAPD officer that has no interest in a partner. Rush Hour, the TV show. It was good enough for you ten years ago, you fucks. (laughs) Eat some more. Hour-long entertainment. Eat some more. Jeez. Barf. I tell you though, I, t- I, I don't. No, I think I was thinking of the Beverly Hills Cop TV series. That's probably why I, I, I started watching. That. I mentioned this just a while back. I started. Watching, we talked about it on the show. Um, Miami Vice again. Yeah. yeah, the shit that they got away with. This is gonna be the same kind of thing. And in another 10, 15 years, twenty years, we look back on Rush Hour, the TV show of <laughs> of the two thousand fourteens. We're gonna be like, holy shit, what were they thinking? <laughs> Did you see the Miami Vice movie, the the Michael Mann Miami no. Vice? It was pretty bad. It was I'll really bet. well. They tried to make it all hard and edgy, right. like set in modern day. I forgot that even happened. Colin yeah. Farrell, right? Yeah, Colin Farrell and uh, who is uh, only two feet tall? People don't know that <laughs> he's short. Actually, he's two uh, feet tall. I worked a press junket like uh, ten years ago. Did you almost step that on? He was it? in. <laughs> That's oh, sorry, I, there, little Colin. Oh, it's Colin Farrell. Look, you got feet. You got such big feet that I'm huge. <laughs> I almost step right in my face. Look out, feet that's so big. Ah, oh, the whole world's huge. But yeah, he's oh, short. I'm so small compared to things. I went to get a drink of water from a fountain. I spent two days claiming it. Two days. <laughs> it was a long journey to get a drink of water. I'm so small. I'm. You know, he called me Colin. Just I'm gonna barely. stop you here. He's Irish, right? That's what I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, the, the accent you're doing is Scottish. Look, I know who I am. <laughs> Irish Don't is a you, little softer, laddie. You never correct Colin Fennel. Uh, Colin Fennel is uh, Colin, Colin Fennel is my name. <laughs> Colin Fennel of the clan. Okay, He's let's get him more. Let's get him a little more Irish. <laughs> sure. I hear he is going to be in the next. 
iteration of True Detective. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm going to be, be an Irishman in True Detective. <laughs> All I hear is Mrs. Like Doubtfire. I your Irishman is. <laughs> yes. Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams, right here. Well, you know what I found? It turns out that not only am I in True Detective, but I suck Woody Harrelson off. All day. Paul learned how to do Irish by watching Lucky Charms. I'm coming to protect you. There you go. Don't do anything. The Irish appreciate it. Don't even fucking move. I will. Those men are coming to grab you, and they're going to grab you hard by the shoulders. Don't move hard. I'll come get you. Don't move hard. Don't move hard. <laughs> if you Don't move hard, it'll hurt away. more. Stay still as those men get you. I swear I'll kill you. When I find you, I'll break your nose face. I've You're got a skill be, set that is coming to get you. a skill set that's going to blow your fucking mind. I trained on African frogs. That's my whole thing. Hunting and trapping African frogs in the middle of the night. And I'm so good at it that I'll kill you. I'll kill you dead. You think you can get away from me? African frogs can't. We can geek! What makes you think you've got a fucking prayer? Huh? Huh? What have you taken from me this time? This is the third time this shit has happened. It's true. What's Taken three is coming. Is yes, it is. Oh. I like how you worked the I'll title of the movie. I'll tell you what I took. I tell you what I took from you. I took your fucking lucky charms. How about that, Liam Neeson? Hmm, you're gonna be up a creek without a paddle. You drive by fruit fruiting. You're not gonna have anything. You've got no green hearts, no purple clovers, no blue diamonds, no purpley horseshoes, no I green love green the- stars, no orange butts, no farts. <laughs> I always love the clumsy way they work the title of the movie into the movie dialogue. (laughs) Please say they say the number. Oh, in in Taken 3? No. No, I just meant in general (laughs) with movies. (laughs) The one that stands out the most is uh, is when Dalton took over as James Bond. And he has that. He's like, I don't know who she was, but I bet I I scared the living daylights out of her. And I'm just like, face palm. Isn't, isn't it Penn that says that he stands up and applauds whenever they work the title of the movie into yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the movie night rules. It's yeah. always so clumsy, man. It's yep. just it's, just it's terrible. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, weekend geek, your mileage may vary. Plans for a third installment in the Bill and Ted franchise <laughs> are still slowly winding along, and co-star Alex Winter has offered an update on the project. Winter, who co-starred with Keanu Reeves as the time-traveling slackers Bill and Ted, chatted with Yahoo UK about the project. The time-traveling titular teens. <laughs> How much you want to bet? Practice your alliteration on me, uh, sir. Uh, uh, How uh, much you uh, want to bet if this actually goes through, he works in I know a view. It's the, the time-traveling <laughs> troubled titular teens. Oh, look at it. It's expanding now. <laughs> and in the sequel, they were the two-time time-traveling troubled titular teens. Quoting uh, Winter, Bill and Ted will be 40-something, and it's all about Bill and Ted grown up, but not grown up. It's G-R-O-A-N. <laughs> it's really sweet and, a, and really fucking funny, but it's a Bill and Ted movie. That's what it is. It's for fans of Bill and Ted. It fits neatly into the series. It's not going to feel like a reboot. The conceit is really funny. What if you're middle-aged, haven't really grown up, and you're supposed to have saved the world and maybe... Just maybe you kind of haven't. 
There's many versions of ourselves in this movie. It's answering the question, what happened to these guys? They're supposed to have done all this stuff. They weren't the brightest bulbs on the tree. What happened 20 years later? To answer that question in a comedic way, felt rich with possibility, unquote. So that's kind of the basic line. I, I like Alex Winter a lot. I do, too. Uh, the Idiot Box was some of my favorite comedy that ever happened. Some of it was good. Some of it was just way bizarre out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know. I mean, right Tim up and your Eric. alley, of it was course. Tim and Eric but... before it was Tim and Eric. Yeah, it was really <laughs> that fucking. Uh, what was it called? Eddie the Flying Gimp. Man, just look up the sketch for Eddie the Flying Gimp. If you don't bite on that, then don't look for any other idiot box stuff. But if Eddie the Flying Gimp gets a chuckle out of you, as it did me, oh. I was watching this. That scene, it's so good. It's so good, guys. Eddie the Flying Gimp, please. Can you put a link to Eddie the Flying Gimp? I'll see what I can find. Eddie the Flying Gimp, everybody. There's this history of science fiction program box on BBC America, and uh, one of the episodes they did was time travel, and they were uh, uh, Alex Winter and and like a couple of producers from Bill and Ted were talking about it, and they, I forget what the original. Time travel device was supposed to be, and then when they they proposed the phone booth, some of the execs were like, "Nobody's ever going to buy two guys t- traveling through time in a phone booth." And not <laughs> no one person thought to go, um, "Doctor Who has been doing it for like thirty years at this point." But uh, yeah, it was it was just. I can a, a see funny a man changing note. into a superhero in a phone booth, but traveling <laughs> right. through time—that is a bridge too far. So much of our nerdity around. Well, phone also, booths. there's they're gonna have trouble finding phone booths. I bet that's gonna be part of the gimmick too this time. <laughs> there's yeah. no fucking phone booths. See, everybody anymore. has cell phones. Yeah. yeah. So they probably will have to come up with a new thing, right? Yeah. Which will be fun. Or they ride they ride on their cell phones like surfboards, tiny <laughs> surfboards that are really difficult to stay on. You should be writing the movie. I think I already am. You're, you're welcome to take that, Alex Winter. By the way, tiny surfboard cell phone. Sounds William like Shatner. Uh, revealed at Wizard World Nashville Comic Con that he has been contacted. You say to be Wamber Shamber? Wamber Shamber. William Shatner. Oh, William yeah. Shatner. Yeah, Tam O'Shanter. Tam O'Shanter. Sure, no fool, Lord. Here we go. Tam O'Shanter. Take my shillelagh <laughs> and dip it in your well. Shatner confirmed he has Slowly been contacted. lick my shillelagh <laughs> as it slides into your well. My shillelagh <laughs> is another name for dick. You just yeah, yeah, sometimes man. you just have to Well is another name for mouth or pussy hole. Either one. By the by, real quick, I have to say this. This oh, is so okay. It. This wow. goes back. Wow. This goes back to uh, fucking uh, geeky things you did. Okay. The movie is called "They Came Together." Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. David Wayne directs. Holy fuck, I have not laughed so hard at a film really in probably 5 years. Is Amy Poehler as annoying as as usual? What? <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> and let me just say, did you like Wet Hot American Summer? Eh. Oh boy. Did you it's ever see right. the 10? Never saw the 10. Uh I saw like you haven't half seen of the, the 10? 10. I have not seen the 10. You saw half of it. You guys make me sad. But this movie <laughs> is a scream. A scream. They came a together. scream. Yes. It is the ultimate rom- rom-com parody. It is a scream. 
a scream. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It gets all the future points. All right. Fair enough. Is it on like Netflix or something? Mm-mm. Only for rent or oh, purchase. Okay. But maybe down the line. I'm t- man, buy it. You'll be. It's so fucking good. I can't tell you how good. I cannot tell you enough. I've I, just. I've never been a big fan of Amy Poehler. I like her just, I just fine. So I, that she she gets on my nerves. I don't know what it is about her. Her delivery just. She's yeah. so good in this. She's mostly deadpan for most of the movie because it's just that tone. If you're familiar with that, that state. Wet Hot American Summer tone. That tone is just rampant through this okay. movie. It's just it's so fucking goofball, and people just take shit way too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, oh, that came. Well, together. you got my curiosity peak. Mm. So going back to William Shatner. Yes. Wizard World Nashville Comic Con. Lick my shillelagh. <laughs> he has been contacted to be in Star Trek Three. And it was J.J. Abrams who made the call. According to Shatner, Abrams said, quote, I'm calling because the director of Star Trek, the next movie, has an idea where you might be involved, so I'm calling to find out whether you would be interested. Shatner says he responded, It depends on what you do with the character, but I would be delighted. Abrams told Shatner that he couldn't say anything to anybody, and Shatner agreed not to tell anyone, including his wife. But once it leaked, Shatner didn't have to keep his mouth shut anymore, so nice talking about it. Although, since then, Abrams has kind of come back and said, hey, please don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> so It like, was supposed to be a surprise. I don't know. It's Whatever. just like, it's like, well, it's leaked. You know, yeah, everybody's He's going to start coming it. out. This is going to be the same shit as last time. Shatner's not in the movie. It's not William Shatner. It's not. It's if not that happens, it's well, Bob oh, Orsi is directing. That. Yeah, so it's going to be shit anyway. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Who even cares? Well, anyway, Orsi's come out and said that, you know, they're not. They're, they want to do justice to the character. They're if, basically redoing five, right? I don't know. Not Orsi's plan? <laughs> Who knows anymore? Do a remake of five? <laughs> That would be so I cruel. I guess yeah. he's now had they're a conversation bring, with they, Shatner. They're talking about bringing the original Uhura back for the fan dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in this in this one, she only needs well, she two feathers. The Charlie X song. Only needs two feathers because her flappity old skin hides everything. Else. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff takes exception <laughs> to Michelle <to the> Nichols. <laughs> Flappity old skin. <laughs> I've gone too far. I've gone too <laughs> What was her song? How did it go? With the fan? Oh, come on. I, all, I, this man knows the plot to Problem Child. You know, you know the fucking fan song from Five. How did it go? Um, I don't was it like, know. I'm going to give you a kiss on the moon? No. She's just, just singing. I don't remember what she was singing. Yeah, she Do you remember the Charlie like, X song? I remember. I know that one. Uh, Charlie's our new darling. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's our new darling. Our dar- Oh, my my flappity skin <laughs> got in the way of my singing. Charlie's our new darling. Who knows not what you do. Oh, no. Oh, I breathed in my flappity skin. <laughs> caught in the air return or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to be careful what corridors I walk down. Charlie's our new dog. Ah! Ah! I got stuck in the door. I got stuck in one of the doors. Mr. Spock, please help. Help. I have no remedy for your flappity skin. 
<laughs> I suggest plastic surgery. It can be accomplished through the transporter. <laughs> we will tighten up your arm flap molecules. Oh, that transporter could do anything. Right? Yeah. It was, it was to give remi- Neelix back his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, yes, because they used hologram yes. technology, yeah. Yeah. which is based on transporter technology. <laughs> but you can't remember the fan dance song. I don't believe you. <laughs> you know. I, I remember her singing, but all I remember he, is like. He remembers the choreography. He's got the choreography down. And the, you ask Hello, him to boys. practice it in his, in his bedroom. He's got it down. <laughs> Hello, boys. Is that the thing? She's all, it's I've on, always wanted to play to a captive audience. Uh, is it on Rupente? Is that where it's happening? It's not. Because no, that's another one. That's uh, six. That's six, yeah. Nimbus 3. It, oh, it's Nimbus 3 where she's doing the fan dance? The Planet of Galactic Peace. <laughs> you even know the planet name. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let me just say what I don't I'm, know when, about Star Trek. Could, when Ahura was on Nimbus Three, she was a she was the planet of a galactic. That's around a red pe- giant, by the way. She was Nimbus a, Three, around a red giant. When Ahura is on Nimbus Three, she's the galactic planet of a piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> she was hot to trot. Oh yes, fan dancer. No, she's the business. Galifus City on Nimbus Three in the fall, I believe, it was sometime in June. She's saying. Some song. Oh. Paradise City? <laughs> yeah. Did she sing that song? Take no. me down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and whoa, my floppy titty. <laughs> oh no, my flippity flappity skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the sweet plastic surgery. <laughs> In November. <laughs> In the cold November transport, <laughs> the the predestination is a film as a long line would call it. Looper meets Time Cop with a gritty 1970s twist. The film has Looper been... meets Time Cop. What? Who are these ancient? executives riding these elevators getting these pitches hey you got anything for me there kid check it out check it out it's the great train robbery meets the thief of baghdad i'm in i'm in green light you got it so hard i'm so hard right now this idea is better than anything i've heard since buster keaton and and uh, uh the other guy, Charlie Chaplin, you got a job, kid. Ooh. Oh, now tell me, are you going to go color with this one? <laughs> huh? Is this a color picture? Is I, it a talkie? I was thinking color, but, uh, nah, nah, but black and white. We're going to do black and white. There we go. Yeah. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. We'll save so much on the tintypes. Woo-hoo. Uh, have someone send me a phosphate. I'm going to go take a nap. I'm 130 years old, running Hollywood from a golden mountain, making your dreams into nightmares of shit. The elderly are crippling the youth. Yeah. I'll send a telegram your way and we'll uh, hash it out. Don't you send one on Sunday. Have some fucking respect. (laughs) The film has been looking for a U.S. distributor. Give me the peanuts. For months, the Sony offshoot distribution company states. Would you like six. some peanuts? I got a whole bowl full right here. Help yourself. Help, 
Guess what? Those used to be chocolate covered. Ha 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 ha. It's the old old person gag. <laughs> about how they suck the chocolate off the peanuts. <laughs> Remember that joke? Sure you do. <laughs> it's almost as old as me. Ooh. Oh, I gotta stop talking to you. I'm breaking bones here. <laughs> Predestination. Osteoporosis. More like osteoporosis. We'll open January where's, 9th, 2015. Where's my shillelagh? <laughs> Black Tom shillelagh? The film has already opened in New Zealand and Australia, plus the festival circuit. Two decent reviews. Here's what it's about, and this is one What's of the, the strangest predestination. This is one of the strangest descriptions for a movie I've ever laid down for this show. In mid-70s New York, a man in a fedora slips into an office building boiler room carrying a mysterious briefcase. He uncovers a bomb and is attacked while struggling to deactivate it. He succeeds, almost. Horribly disfigured, he's transported to his agency's headquarters where he receives a new face. He's a temporal agent traveling back and forth through time, altering history and his assignment. Thwart the mass murder perpetrated by the so-called Fizzle Bomber. Continues, new face, new place. Now he's undercover as a bartender. He falls into conversation with a tough yet androgynous customer. There's something off about the guy <laughs> who offers to enlighten Jesus the Jay agent. Davids? <laughs> with the best story you've ever heard. Oh, jeez. Are you kidding me that says that? Yes. Oh, fuck this movie. First of all, the fizzle bomber. The fizzle bomber. So the thing, he brings a bomb into the office building. Mm-hmm. And then struggles to make it not go off and is thwarted? He uncovers a bomb. He's, he's carrying a mysterious briefcase, but he oh. uncovers a bomb and is attacked while struggling to deactivate it. So he tries to deactivate it, gets attacked, bomb goes off. Ah. Disfigured face, changes face when he goes back. He's, a, he's a time traveler guy. No. Time copy. This sounds terrible. You can see it January 9th, 2015. Not me. It's in that wonderful January slot. I, I will second that. Fifteen dollars off for me, yay! <laughs> Director Nacho Nacho Daddy, <laughs> Nacho v- Mama, Nacho Vigalando. That's Nacho Cheese. That's Nacho Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho Vigalando. Vigalando. He's known for sci-fi films and thrillers such as Time Crimes. Oh, Time Crimes! I was gonna say that's right? the Team Crimes. Team Crimes uh, guy. Extraterrestrial and open movie. windows. You guys seen Time Crimes? I love Time yes. Crimes. Fucking I have not. Dope, dude. I have not. It's a good Time Crimes. Yes. Right. I don't even want to say anything. Yep. Is it phone. still on Netflix? It is still on Netflix to my knowledge. Dude, watch that shit. Watch that shit. He has revealed that his next project will be an old school kaiju monster movie. You know what? And Paul collectively lets out a sigh. No, this is still, this is maybe he's. Well, here's he's, his, here's the detail. He here's says. the detail. Quote. He says, I saw that piece of shit called Pacific Rim, and I thought, you know what? He got pretty much everything wrong. Let me try and fix this garbage. <laughs> the script I finished and want to get financing for is a twist on the kaiju genre, the Godzilla genre. That's going to be. The, it's going to be the cheapest Godzilla movie ever. I promise. It's going to be a serious Godzilla movie, but I've got an idea that's going to make it so cheap that you will feel betrayed. You're going to be so frustrated by it, it's not even possible. The way I wrote the movie, and I don't want to explain too much, I found a way that is honest and logical to make a Godzilla in a costume, destroying cities, models all the time. 
I wrote the movie in a way that the story has a twist, so it makes sense to do Godzilla in this way, and I'm going to try to be the guy inside the costume because I love filmmaking to the core, and I'm a film lover, and one of my dreams is not to direct a Godzilla movie, but to be inside the costume and destroy the cities. I want to be the guy in the costume. Unquote. Okay. Yeah. I am on board. Just because of his track record? Right. As am I. And the fact that he's speaking from a place of passion. Yeah, chances he's got, are, he's got an idea. Chances are this shit's going to work. Yep. And even if it doesn't work, it'll fail spectacularly. <laughs> okay. Bring yeah. it. Bring it. Yep. He's not going to try and copy Evangelion and take the heart out of it, dick. <laughs> oh, Del Toro, I've lost so much respect for you. Although I did play that uh, playable demo PT, which is the playable trailer for the upcoming Silent Hills game. That's an effective little thing. If you own a PS4, that's the new Silent Hill game. Uh, it's coming out is? next year. Uh, but PT stands yeah. for playable teaser. Right. And if you successfully go through that game, mm-hmm. it gives you the actual teaser for Silent Hills. Right. Okay. But it is such an that. effective game in its own right. It's basically one hallway, mm-hmm. and when you go through the door at the end of the hallway, you're back at the start of that hallway. But every time you do, something has changed, mm-hmm. and there's puzzles along the way you have to solve. Creepily effective. If they make the next Silent Hills anything like this, I am so on board. This is uh, Hideo Kojima. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I saw they, uh, in the new Metal Gear Solid game, you can throw out like a landmine-type device that will spring up that ghost as a trap for soldiers to scare seriously Mm -hmm. that's fun and that ghost is effective my girl and i played it last night for a few hours just trying to solve puzzles and getting the jump scare craft out of us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep it works cool so if you have a ps4 that's the game you should be playing if you're not playing mordor yeah i've heard lots of good it's free pt netflix has just contracted with the weinstein companies harvey weinstein to release its first major feature film, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Green Legend. Sort of a sequel to the Ang Lee-directed 2000 Martial sort Arts Epic. Sort of a sequel? That won the, the best... With the exact same best title. Sort of a sequel. <laughs> I'm Jeez. guessing that's a story thing. <laughs> they had a green dragon. Come on. Well, the <laughs> film will the green premiere... dragon, not the green destiny? Or The green legend. Sorry. The green legend. Well, yeah. the sword's called the green destiny. So... The film will premiere exclusively on Netflix and it will simultaneously have a release in IMAX theaters. The release is August 28th, 2015. I've since read about this that a lot of, lot of IMAX theaters are saying we refuse to show this movie. Because? Because it's coming out same day as Netflix and they already see Netflix as a competition a like, competition that's, stay, that's taken away from them. So to keep other companies from deciding to do something like this, they're saying, no, we're not showing it. I mean, take a stand. Great, but you're dead. (laughs) Dying anyway. One of the most acclaimed science fiction sagas of the last 25 years is headed for adaptation. Greg Gerardis, who did Game of Thrones and Flash Forward, has just landed a development deal at, of all places, Spike TV 
for Red Mars, a drama series adapted from Ken Stanley Robinson's Mars trilogy, made up of 1993's Red Mars, 1994's Green Mars, and 1996's Blue Mars. The series is considered a modern science fiction classic and garnered a combination of two Hugo Awards, two Locus Awards, a Nebula Award, and a British Science Fiction Association Award. Robinson will serve as a consultant on the project. Quote, the series shines a light into many views of what it means to be human and asks if we can sustain our humanity under incredible duress. Spikes TV's executive president, original series uh, Sharon Levy, said, We are thrilled to partner with such an accomplished producer as Vince Gerardis to tell this incredible and thought-provoking story. Unquote. Featuring dozens of characters and decades of story, the Mars Trilogy is the story of humanity's efforts to colonize and terraform Mars as the Earth suffers from overpopulation. The series explores not only the struggle to make the red planet habitable, but also the effects that corporations, as large governments, uh, genetic engineering, extended lifespans, uh, further human space exploration, and more have on civilization. What really confuses me is Spike TV. Yeah. I don't, I've never... Because the Mars Trilogy is exactly that. It is a highly regarded, very smart, intelligent series. Right. Not what I think of when I think Spike. Weren't, wasn't Spike supposed to be changing its name or something? Well, that, I mean, they're, they're constantly doing this on these networks. I don't watch cable anymore, but it seems like every other week, like Discovery Channel is now all fake monster documentaries yeah. right. and, and Honey Boo Boo. Um, <laughs> TLC is all the Housewives of Blank. Yeah. You know, so and it's the, whatever that Duggars right fucking how <laughs> the many Duggars fucking how many right. how many kids <laughs> yep. can can we That's squeeze it. out before we yep. die? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No. So yeah, so channel, all wrestling. That programming that goes against their channels initial. Well, I mean, I think Spike they're calling used that uh, "womb with a view." Spike used to run Star Trek like like a couple hours. Whoopity do they weren't? No, no, they never but seemed saying, to do it because it was a high bastion of. No, but I'm saying of they, intelligent television. It was because look, bro, Star Trek. No, but like initially they they were doing Star Trek. They were doing more video game like related stuff. And then all of a sudden, just abandon it for all cops and fucking, you know. Are you thinking G four? No, G four. No, no, no. G four G four followed the same pattern. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Which you know is now what. Uh, oh, they I changed their care. name to. They can, I don't even want to tell what they changed to. They don't deserve it. In fact, it's funny if you, I know you like At Midnight. There's an episode of At Midnight where Chris Hardwick has uh, Kevin Pereira and uh, Will Wheaton. Fun on. In addition to, I forget what her name is, Aisha Tyler, I think it is, that okay. used to be on uh, uh, Talk Soup. And uh, they, they have a nice, uh, Pereira and, and Hardwick have a nice little exchange about destroying G4. <laughs> it is pretty funny because uh, Hardwick is doing that web soup, like right before it mm-hmm. it collapsed. And he was using the uh, the Talk Soup studios. And it essentially web soup was worked. fun. No, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was just one of those things. It was... You know the the network was trying to change, and this was like the last little segment of them trying to hold on to the old. You know, some of the old guard trying to hold on to the old format, and mm-hmm. and it, but you know when when this whole half hour show that he's doing of Web Soup is essentially the uh, around the net segment of uh, uh, Attack yeah. of the Show. Yeah. you know, it just expanded out into thirty minutes. Yep. It, you know. It's a lot of rep- repetition. So. so Spike TV, home of 
smart, thought-provoking, Nebula Award-winning <laughs> science fiction. Yeah, I that's that's an yeah. odd choice. We'll I mean, see. I know it's true. I know Paramount and CBS own Spike TV, but it just seems like an odd network for them to choose with all of the networks that they own. You know, I mean, shoot, they own Showtime. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a series like that on Showtime? That would be freaking incredible. That'd, that'd be a Games of, Game of Thrones competitor. You know, I'd put HBO yeah. up for... I, I, that's that, put that's exactly it. This is the kind of thing I would expect to see on a pay cable. We put a lot of thought and effort into this thing that we bought. Hmm. But again, who knows? They could surprise yeah, us. I mean, it's possible. So, good luck. Mars... Take good care of it. Oh, Spike tried and failed with the Blade TV series. That was on Spike. <laughs> Which, uh, Blade, I think of that when I think of smart. No, but I meant figure. as far as, like, you know, it's a comic series, you know, okay. based on the movie. Sure. But it was but that, that's, terrible. But, but that's what I would expect from Spike. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's not a surprise. That'd be like, this is like them saying, we're going to do Isaac Asimov's Foundation series. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which, someone needs to get on that. Someone's got to. Someone owns the option somewhere. Yes, because that's still one of my all-time favorites. Director Kevin Smith has revealed that he has secured financing for Clerks 3. Smith has already finished with the script for Clerks 3 and is now in the process of making his comic book action-adventure film Yoga Hosers, which will star Johnny Depp himself and their daughters. So Clerks 3, on its way. Which I'm down for. I like 1 and 2. 2 is very good. So if he's got more stories to tell with those characters... I'm willing to hear it. Now, did he... Uh, I, I'll, anytime I can get some Jeff Anderson on screen. That's true. He's that's just that's fun. The, un, the unwitting glory man of that. He's just got did, killer that delivery. That was going to ask. Did they get Jeff Anderson to come I, back? I don't think I, he'd do it without him. Yeah. And I don't well, think I Jeff Anderson's got a whole lot of other yeah. stuff Well, no, but I mean, right he was holding out... Yeah, he was holding because out before. Of, and not because of Smith, but because of what Weinstein Company did to him yeah. with, the, yeah. with Clerks 2. Yeah. And not Smith had paid. to do a lot of backstage wrangling to get that fixed to get him in there. Oh, he did get that whole situation? My understanding, that was repaired. Good. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, I can't imagine it'd be with without those two. Yeah, I mean... It's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't have it without Brian O'Halloran. And, yeah, and you Jeff can't Anderson. have... It's just like you can't have Rush Hour. With, yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TV Lion has broken character descriptions for six main cast members of the Walking Dead spin-off series, and these are the characters. Sean Cabrera, a Latino male in his early 40s. Sean is a good man trying to do right by everyone in his life. Cody Cabrera, Sean's whip-smart and rebellious teenage son, known as the angriest kid in town. Nancy Tompkins, a 30-something single mom to two kids. Nancy looks like the girl next door, but there's an edge to her. Nick Tompkins, I love these like, one-sentence she, descriptions. She's secretly in M13. She's, she's a fucking ganged up, tatted up. <laughs> Nick Tompkins, Nancy's screwed up teenage son. He's too old to stay home, too scared to flee. Too old to stay home, too scared to flee. Too old to stay home, too scared to flee. I know I'm going to get ate by a zombie. But I'm too old to stay home, too scared to flee. Walking dead. Oh, that's what I said. It's actually a good little I had a walking dead. 
said, oh, that's what I said. Well, I'm too old to stay home, too scared to flee. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Ain't no girl ever gonna kiss me. Boom, 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 boom. I'm too old to stay home, too scared to flee. Boom, 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 boom. Staying in my room where jacking it is free. Boom, 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 boom. Dead to walk in dead. Yeah, to walk in dead. That's what I said. Dead to walk in dead. Ain't nobody here meaner around. That's why they call me the meanest kid in town. I got my wife or my mom or something. She's in a gang secretly and ding-a-ling. There's a guy who's also cool. He's a barrio Latino fool. He ain't no joke and he ain't no job. He's the only motherfucker keeping us alive. Boom, 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 boom. Because I'm too old to come stay home, too young, too scared to flee. You lost it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I like let's... his name, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Smitherson. Ashley Tompkins. Corey Blankerstaff. <laughs> Davis Langenthorpe. <laughs> Molly Pitchpickle. <laughs> Dan's Crablag. <laughs> Tobe Chameltag. <laughs> Bruce Shillelagh. What the? Oh, oh sure, Bruce Thank Shillelagh. You. Thank you I'm for so that. glad you're here. Oh, finally, we've got someone who I can lick. They're here in the camp. I'm looking to lick. Dude, la, 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 we were la, due la. for a callback oh, anyway. Oh, I need some licking. Come over here. Come over here. Bring that Shillelagh over here. Bring it over here. I'm a soft, soft man. Come on. I know soft, you're scared. Soft man. I know I'm probably the shortest Colin Farrell you ever saw. But trust me, I'm a soft lover. Put it in my mouth. Ashley Tompkins, Nancy's mostly level-headed teenage daughter. Her ambition is in direct proportion to her older brother's failures. She loves her mom, but it's time to get out of Dodge. Andrea Chapman, somewhat wilted flower child, 40-something Andrea, a different Andrea. I was going to say, didn't we already have an Andrea? Has retreated to the outskirts of the city to recover after a horrible marriage. It's hard to judge from the bios, but it seems like the making the teenage character is a bigger part of the story. And according to TV Line... Current buzz indicates the show could be a prequel, which messes meshes with the character descriptions. The characters being described as too scared to leave. So, so that's mm. what we know. Mm. There's your spinoff. Young Walking Dead. Young Dead. <laughs> Young Dead. <laughs> Everything's a fucking prequel. The theme song you know, by Bon Jovi. I'll, I'll tell you the fucking. God damn it! Just won't you stick a camera out on the street and go, hey, look. It's a Walking Dead prequel. Explain yourself. <laughs> you see any fucking zombies? Has the world ended? Nope. It's a prequel. <laughs> He's got it's a just point. everything He's that's fun. happening right now. When it's I, a fucking prequel. When I'm saying prequel, I, I think they're referring to the initial... I know what they're yeah, referring yeah. to, the but if outbreak. you really want to do a prequel of The Walking Dead, Watch just start something. taping shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Modern Family's a fucking Walking Dead prequel for all I care. <laughs> Paul is a character on The Walking Dead would be dead within minutes, Oh, right? well, would be dead way before that. You you know my rules. Well, yeah, because the, the, the jacket no, and the cheeseburger. Exactly. That's the rule. That is the guideline. <laughs> if you cannot get readily accessible, easy, prepared cheeseburgers in your hand, and while eating that cheeseburger, masturbate in a cool, secluded place <laughs> with plenty of pornographic stuff to watch, then I'm out. Those are my 
bars for living. And if those can't be met, because guaranteed, if those aren't met, a lot of other shit ain't well, getting met. Well, what, what are you going to do in a zombie apocalypse setting? Are you just going to let yourself get bit, or are you just going to... No. Oh, he's going to off himself. Yeah. yeah. Take yourself out. I'm no fool. Okay. But there's no zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'm just saying. Please. Well, you're uh, acting like there's going to be some kind of weird virus that comes into the States <laughs> and like takes, starts in a small, secluded Western town and just kind of moves. Come on. You've been reading way too much Stephen King. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, Michael the news Crichton, is terrifying. Sure. That's why they call it news, because it scares you. And that's all. Andrew Adamson, who directed two of the Chronicles of Narnia movies, has signed on for Dark Horse Comics the adaptation. What calls the Narnia? <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Of Breath of Bones, the three-issue <laughs> story. <laughs> I should have known. That I should have known. That's that the that. that's the Buck Angel biography, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every time he inhaled the Breath of Bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name we haven't mentioned in a long time. Buck isn't Angel. It? The man hey. with a pussy. Bu- <laughs> <laughs> yes, and by the by, his uh his uh documentary is on Netflix. Oh seriously? I have Buck Angel documentary. I have it in my cube. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, for goodness sakes. That's gotta be interesting. So there you go, uh <laughs> fans. Let's check out Buck Angel. It's Buck Angel it was a woman is transgender. Tran- <laughs> Whoa, transgender. Mm-hmm. I can't recall woman to man. I think, I think it's woman, it's woman to man. To man. She's a woman. But, yeah, she went yeah. with the right the man with a pussy. That's how Buck yeah. Angel works. Hormone yeah. replacement, and right? The mm-hmm. Heavy working out and yep, but didn't get the replacement organ. Yeah, right. That's exactly smart. That, that's, that's called niche. That's why I respect Buck Angel. That's part of why I respect Buck Angel. <laughs> 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 I really do want to watch that documentary. Breath of Bones, the cheeseburger. three issue story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Later collected into a graphic novel was written by Steve Niles, who did 30 Days of Night, and Matt Santoro. The story is set during World War II and follows the events after a British, pra- British plane crashes into a Jewish village. The crash brings the attention of Nazi soldiers, forcing the villagers to defend themselves. Uh, with one rabbi and his grandson building a golem creature and bringing the great beast to life. Niles chatted with the Hollywood reporter about the prospect, quote, telling a story can be tough. It's one of the monsters, it's the one monster rooted in religion and mysticism, so I want to be respectful. I decided to tell it as a World War II fable. <laughs> I want to be respectful of this bullshit. It's a story of a grandfather teaching <laughs> his son how to really make respectful. a monster to defend his village against Nazi invasion. <laughs> After this one, I'm off to the Loch Ness Monster respectful movie and the very respectful Cyclops movie. I tell you what, <laughs> I have loved the idea of the classic Jewish golem Ever since I read an old Twilight Zone comic book mm-hmm. about the that origin of it, right. mm-hmm. instead of the D and D golem, there was a know? good uh, good X Files. Yeah, I was just gonna say there That's was an episode right. of the X Files where uh, about that one. Mulder and Scully are undercover as a couple in a housing community. And, mm-hmm. But I, I love the golem creature. I think it's a fantastic piece of fairy tales Mm -hmm. oh yeah earth brought to life by the the name of god Mm -hmm. you know like the true name of god written into it the same trick that uh of how they made adam basically just trying trying to ape what god did so i i haven't read this comic but uh, i hope they do a good job with it if it's done well Ah. (laughs) he got to it (laughs) he said it 
After years and years of trials, appeals, and rumors over what would or would not happen, Jack Kirby's heirs have at long last settled out of court with Marvel. Artist and comic legend John Kirby is responsible for the creation of many Jack of Marvel's... Kirby. Did I say? What did I say? You said John. John. Oh, John Kirby. I'm probably his, goes by John too. It right? probably is Jonathan. <laughs> John Jack. The Jack. Right. Whatever, yeah. You know. Uh, John, Jack Kirby Jack is responsible. Kirby, Heimer Schmidt is, is responsible for the creation of many of Marvel's heaviest hitting characters. The problem is that what Kirby did at the time seems to fall under the auspices of contract work, meaning it doesn't matter what his brain came up with while under contract, because Marvel owns it. His estate and his heirs have continued to fight so that Marvel will finally pay up what they feel is due for all those characters Kirby was responsible for creating. And while the court process was mostly 100 miles of bad road, the Kirby estate plugged along. With potential SCOTUS hearing in the horizon over the possibility that Kirby estate could legally issue termination notices on 262 of Jack's works, it seems that Marvel has finally given in, at least a little, In joint statement, Marvel and the Kirby heirs had this to say. Marvel and the family of Jack Kirby have amicably resolved their legal disputes and are looking forward to advancing their shared goal of honoring Mr. Kirby's significant role in Marvel's history. The specifics of that settlement will likely remain undisclosed, but best guess says Marvel and Disney paid the Kirbys a significant sum. Good. I stand corrected. His actual name is Jacob Kurtzberg. John. John. Get that John, one. Jacob, well, John, Jack, Jack, Kirby, Hertzberg. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a kind of a sad weekend. Um, we we lost a piece of childhood legacy this weekend. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I saw this. Are officially dead as of 2014. Uh, there are currently no more animated productions on network TV. Here's how it died. A 1996 Federal Communications Commission mandate issued in the wake of the Children's Television Act requires stations to program a minimum of three hours of children's educational slash informational programming per week. To help their affiliates comply with the regulations, broadcast networks began to reorganize their efforts to adhere to the mandates so their affiliates would not uh, bear the burden of scheduling the shows themselves on their own time thus eliminating the risk of having a network product preempted by the mandates. This almost always meant that the educational program was placed during the Saturday morning cartoon block. Again, this is in 1996. NBC abandoned its Saturday morning cartoon lineup in 92, replacing it with a Saturday morning edition of Today and adding an all-live teen-oriented block, uh, TNBC, which featured Saved by the Bell, California Dreams, and other teen comedies. Even though the educational content was minimal to non-existent, NBC labeled all the action shows with an E-slash-I rating, that's the entertainment informational, and the legal fiction of the blanket educational summary boilerplate provided to stations to place it in their quarterly educational reports for the FCC. CBS followed NBC's example in the late 90s by producing CBS News Saturday morning for the first two hours and its all-live-action block of children's programming. The experiment lasted a few months. CBS brought back its animated CBS Story Break series. In 2004, ABC was the last of the broadcast networks to add a Saturday morning edition of its morning news program, in their case, Good Morning America Weekend, in the first hour of its lineup, mainly due to affiliate affiliate criticism of their lack of network coverage for the 2003 Space Shuttle Columbia disaster. 
which occurred on a Saturday morning, forcing them to take coverage from other video wire services. Prior to that, and particularly in the early 90s, it was not uncommon for affiliates to preempt part or all of ABC's cartoon lineup with local programming. The last bastion of Saturday cartoons died this weekend. They were killed off when the CW's Vortex programming block, which included shows such as Cubics, uh, Sonic X, Dragon Ball Z, and Kai, Digimon Fusion, Yu-Gi-Oh! aired for the last time. Next week, the CW will replace those shows with live-action TV block called One Magnificent Morning that will be filled with educational shows for kids. Thus, the Saturday morning cartoon is now over. Wow. Sorry for the the upcoming generation. Very sorry. Well, you know, I, it's a, a point was made regarding that is that kids have a lot more choice when it comes to cartoon and access when it comes to all the on-demand um, if cartoons the that there are right money now. Money and wherewithal, family-wise, to have that at their disposal, yes. Sure. Well, I if mean, you can afford the Cartoon Network, expanded cable. My young nephew watches a lot of that, the PBS cartoon stuff. Yeah, that's uh, getting pretty big. Wild Kratz, I think yep. is what it's called. Wild Kratz is a big one. one. Mm-hmm. Magic he, School uh, Bus. Uh, that's not one he watches, but there's another one on the... Uh, Tickle the Lizard. Because he, he, uh, he Dinosaur loves... Train. <laughs> there we go. Dinosaur Train's real. Uh, okay. Do you know, you watch Dinosaur Train? No, it's a Jim not. Henson production. It's a real CGI thing about dinosaurs that ride on a train. I shit you negative. Dinosaur Train. <laughs> wow. Sounds like something that erupted from my fever brain. It does. But it's fucking real. Dinosaur Train. And it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Of course. But yeah, I mean, there's... Trains. I mean, I just... The last few times I've been home watching my nieces and nephews pop on, you know, my dad's Roku. And they're mm-hmm. able to play whatever cartoon they want, whenever they want. Sure. And, and there's a bunch of them in there. I mean, there's a bunch I've never even heard of. Sure. But this is more of morning... No, I get it. ...an event. Yes. A, a event that, de- that defined all of our young boy weekends. I remember when I was a kid watching the cartoons in the morning. I remember the fir- for first of all, I would get up in the morning, which was ridiculous. Right? So yeah. I don't know what the fuck was wrong get with me? Get up early. You had to. Six, five thirty, or yeah, six. six or seven in the morning. Er- I was up, and you know, before cartoons would come on, be like, sure. oh, eight, man, eight in the no morning is like when they on. started, right? Six thirty or seven. Serious? Yeah. Yeah. There was six there was or seven. That started yeah. really early in the Midwest. I remember slot. watching Trollkins, the Dukes of Hazard, yep. uh, the wrestling cartoon. Um, what else? Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Right. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Um, Rubik's, The Amazing Cube. Did you have... The Littles. Did you have a ritual? Yeah, I used to just eat cereal and watch the cartoons in the morning or have breakfast, everybody. whatever, yeah. In uh, your onesie. Like pancakes. Right. Then at, later on, I remember watching Dragon's Lair. I remember watching um, a couple other of the uh, those Hanna-Barbera ones. Uh, they were kind of shitty, some of them. But uh, there were a, a few good Olympics, ones. Uh, Olympics, a little bit. What but was the one they did with with all the Hanna Barbera characters? But it was like a it was a race, and it was always wacky like, races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, wacky races. There were some good ones. There were some not so good ones. But uh, yeah, but I remember distinctly. Hong Kong Fui. Local wrestling would come on, and yeah. I would be heartbroken. <laughs> like eleven o'clock. Sure. Local wrestling would come on. I remember it was the it was the 
it was the mid south, I guess, stuff. But it was championship. Re- it was just called championship wrestling. Okay. And it was a bronze statue of two fighters, and it would be rotating in those bad, bright ass. So when you saw video that. lights, as soon as I saw <laughs> that statue rotating, I was like, "Oh fuck!" And back then, little kid me thought this was like legit sports stuff, which I hated any kind of sports stuff, and I didn't realize it was goofball crazy town. But I just would always I hated it. I hated wrestling when I was a little little kid. Sure, and, and I had a. I think a lot of us had that similar ending too, because that was about the time when ABC Wild World of Sports mm-hmm. would begin. Oh, the yeah. agony of defeat. Yeah, yep. yeah, that Open was that followed, that followed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, agony of defeat. It was. Uh, it was Jeff Jarrett. Was uh, I remember seeing Jeff Jarrett a lot on that wrestling program? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was whatever promotion he was in. I was watching that as a as a little bitty kid, and then I started. to watch a little bit of it because i do remember a couple episodes but i was still like yeah whatever rock and wrestling probably helped rock and re- well right yeah it did help eventually everybody liked wwe then afterwards but i didn't get into wwe until hey like, hey wwf <laughs> wwf true, right. back then it was wwf it was, it was a while it was, it was way better back then come on dude it's no it's so, not no no let's not go into it so sad <laughs> I, I spent a hundred bucks on figures <laughs> on wrestling figures <laughs> yep uh, there's a really cool website out there called Ringside Collectibles. Oh boy! So I got a bunch of shit pre- uh, pre-ordered. Is that the I got Maddie the, Collector version of kind wrestling? of, kind of. Well, I've got the Legion of Doom coming. Oh boy! So I got Hawk and my favorites. I don't, I don't know. Right, that they're means. the best. Yeah. They're fucking badass. Right, so it's got their full actually red uh, pads on. Demolition, man, that's what I'm. You like of. demolition? The demolition. Yeah. No, I like Legion of Doom. Better. Demolition. Demolition was okay. Um, Art or Kiss? <laughs> right, basically they painted themselves up kind of like Kiss. Yeah. They look like Kiss. Um, and then I got uh, a Mankind figure. I got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat coming. Fuck yeah. So I can finally have Ricky and Macho Man battling to the death. <laughs> I cannot wait to put that up. That fight. Uh, what's the other one that I got? Shit. Oh, and then a two-pack with... Um, Shakur? Nope. I wish. <laughs> uh, what's his name from The Shield? Um, Ambrose, Ambrose, and Jake the Snake comes with the Damien Snake. How? Do- <laughs> but it's the new snake. It's the new yellow snake. Okay. Oh, snake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the other snake. I don't remember a yellow. It's snake. a new one. Okay. He'd use the yellow one once in a while, but he used the green one I mostly. Remember Damien? That's that's all yeah. I really remember mm-hmm. more than I from remember. back. But then. I just, I'm just, I was just, I need me a Jake the Snake figure, and yeah. I, oh, I I watched wrestling until I discovered it was fake, and then it was just like, you know, why you am I bothering to watch this anymore? Right? Yeah, I stopped for a long time. I was like, well, fuck this dumb shit. Yeah. But then I then the older me goes like, hey, that's some dumb shit, <laughs> and it's pretty entertaining when when it's really kicking. It can be very entertaining. Yes. It has been abject garbage for the last six months yes i yeah. still irredeemable these last the, six months the thing that i mean because like it's like my buddies and i we in grade school we were always talking about wrestling it was like all the wwf characters and then the, the ones that appeared on the rock and wrestling and you know and hulk hogan was, was the man Volkoff, everybody loved hulk hogan and and you know uh just you know talking about it every day you know and there were the trading cards we had the trading cards i had a whole stack of the trading cards that I traded people stuff for that were not trading cards because I was poor. <laughs> it's our old currency. Well, I I was Breath poor, bones. so it was like, oh, I've got this little Hot Wheels car. <laughs> I'll trade it for like five of your whatever cards. But anyway, well, everybody in the early eighties had something wrestling. Sure, yeah, everybody. Saturday so, morning ritual. 
And they still do today. It's still it's it's yeah everywhere. But I remember the thing that like really is like the 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 turning point for me with wrestling. I was watching a match, and I really wish I could remember which two wrestlers it was. It was probably two less popular ones because since I can't think of their names, but the camera angle that was set, one of them goes to swing a punch, the other reacts, falls down, but from the camera angle, the swing clearly did not make contact by a full two feet. I mean, there was his fist in the swing motion was clearly nowhere near the other guy's face. And the snap back of the neck and then the falling down, I was and like, your heart wait, broke. what was that? I mean, it, my, my mind <laughs> snapped. For a second. I was like, what the hell was that? He, Jeff, you he's didn't throwing fig- the match. Mm-hmm. You didn't figure it out that they're fighting for an hour and two men can't do that? I was like eight years old, dude. <laughs> okay, I, what what right. the fuck yeah, do I know about it? That's the thing. It's such yeah. a suspension of disbelief. Now yeah. you're like... Now it's remarkable that they can fight for two two yeah. hours. You know, like, if it was if real, a match okay. goes for, still, if it was real. You have, maybe for like five minutes. Still, fight. dude, you know how dead I would be, like in two minutes. <laughs> no, I have a I'd lot be of respect. winded and dead. Exactly. These guys are athletes. They train and work out like crazy. Yeah. So I mean, that's how it's they're able dancing. to go for mm-hmm. two hours. Punchy ballet. You know, yeah. running around that ring in doing all this physical stuff. But yeah, I just that was that was for me the turning point. I just I couldn't watch it anymore. Going back to morning Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, nice I got off on a tangent there. Uh ritual I definitely remember is gathering all the blankets from the side closet, the ones that were set aside for when family came and I have a lot of family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and basically making a whole nother bed out of about 20 blankets yep. in front of the television. Yeah. Getting one of those McDonald's glasses with the lead paint on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Filling it nine tenths full with quick powder mm-hmm. and pouring milk on the, just the top and not stirring. And with a spoon, just digging in <laughs> and eating and just filling my body with horribleness. You mm-hmm. had the, quite the quick obsession back then. I did. I remember... Uh, did you see at the 7-Eleven... Oh, boy. Limited edition, frighteningly unrefrigerated... <laughs> okay. Bottles of Nestle Quick. I guess it doesn't require refrigeration when I think about it. I uh, always bought like, the powder in the It's like in ketchup. Milk. You look in your fridge. Oh, everyone's got refrigerated ketchup. Go to a restaurant. Right. But there's limited edition Girl Scout cookie flavored quick. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I never I liked very Girl intrigued. Scout cookies. Never liked them. What? No. <gasps> never. Peanut butter sandies. And this is my last show, everybody. It's Can- Canadian. It's <laughs> uh, Canadian. You're right. It's a whole different thing up there. But you guys don't have Girl Scouts, do you? You got like they have Mountie Munchies. Mountie Munchies. That's Girl it. Scouts is not just a <laughs> U.S. organization. No, there's Girl Scouts up there. Yeah, it's it's oh, a little shit. Shit. It's a worldwide organization, which is hilarious. Just like wait, wait, just just the, like the Boy Scouts. Hold, hold, hold on a second. What, what do they have? Beavers. Explain yourself. It's the, the name of the group. Beavers. Oh, okay, okay. I'll say. <laughs> they I like beavers. Kind of and is that tantamount to Weeblos? Are beavers tantamount to Weeblos? Do you have Weeblos? No. Yeah, we have Weeblos. So they, Girl Scouts sold Girl Scout cookies? They do, yes. Right. I never liked them. And they, it was just not no, for you. I just, I'd rather really? have my Mallow Mars. I Did you have, have not, a bad one? 
No, no, I just don't like them. Is there such a thing? I have not seen it in years. I went into Dairy Queen one time, and they had the Girl Scout uh, the Thin Mint Blizzard. <gasps> and it was so freaking good. I bet. I, I mean, the Oreo, the Oreo, the Mint Oreo Blizzard is close, but I have not seen that. That Girl Scout what Thin Mint them grasshopper thing? cookies? Where are they? I don't know. Why'd they go away? They That's, just disappeared. Yeah. Hmm. Oreo bought grasshopper. I used to love grasshoppers. They were good. I forgot about them. Yeah, because it was just the just the cream that was minty, and then the yeah. chocolate wasn't tainted. <laughs> yeah, you had the, the <laughs> yeah. chocolate cookie and the mint right. filling in the oh, center. Oh, man. I've been, eat, I've been eating a bunch of... Uh, grasshopper uh, Surprise, surprise. I've been eating a bunch of Oreos, but they got the the Halloween ones out there now. They're oh, yeah. Tasty. Mm-hmm. And my girl brought over some of the... Uh, Chocolate. I'm sorry. The birthday cake flavored Oreos last night, and oh, oh, yeah. those are so good. Are they are good? They? Yes. Mm. They are, I good. had the birthday cake flavored M and M's. Those are weird. Not good. <laughs> those are <laughs> weird. not good. They exactly is it. They're weird. They're the flavored M and M's are so hit or miss. They had the peanut butter jelly M and M's. I tried one time. They were they were peanut butter. It was chocolate and peanut butter in the center. And they had the jelly flavored coating on Ooh, it, and they weren't bad, oh, but, but they in no good. way tasted. No, they were they were tasty, but they in I no way tasted those. like peanut butter and jelly. It's like a fucked it up just, Reese's Pieces. It, it, right. it, it did. Right. It was kind of like a fruity flavored Reese's Pieces. <laughs> and is the best I could describe it. To speak to your ice cream, the Girl Scout cookie flavors. Mm-hmm. I believe somebody bought that, Briars or one of those companies, and you can find it in your freezer section at okay. the grocery store. So take a Year look around. There. Well, I just meant yeah. like, you know, going to Dairy Queen and then making the blizzard. With sure, it. Yeah. sure. Yeah, I've just not seen it since. I wonder, and I, wa- I just wonder, if you got the right amount of cash, you just bring some fucking cookies of whatever you like down to that DQ and be like, hey. <laughs> Hey, I bet you the, you lay down a twenty. They'll do it. Throw these in you. the blender, dog. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, done. Ooh, big spender, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I, all you had, what would it cost? Yeah, probably less, but I think you're guaranteed a twenty. I say if you throw down a twenty, you could either have a special shake or get all the b- dilly bars they have. <laughs> Not to get too much of an ice cream tangent <laughs> here. Down, put this cocaine in the blender. <laughs> no, let's stay on the ice cream tangent because I have to go on an ice cream tangent in just a moment well, to right. go record episodes of the Ice Cream Social. Yes, you do. The McDonald's McFlurry, the Rolo McFlurry, where they put the caramel <laughs> that was good in the ice cream and the little Dumbly bits of the, good. Of, that was so uh, the inspiration awesome. for Usual Suspects. The movie Rolo McFlurry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which you know what? Our last story is a food story, so I'll just roll oh, into okay. it. Okay, here we go. If you live in Hong Kong. You play ping pong with your ding dong (laughs) versus King Kong. Then guess what? (laughs) And you're a fan of McDonald's. If you like like McDonald's. And the Justice League If you live in China, if you're Chinese, you play joke. You put pee-pee in the Coke. (laughs) They're going to be rolling out a series of Justice League superhero meals. And they've just revealed the first one, which is for Batman. It is the Batman Dinner Double Beef Burger, complete with onions, two sauces, and an Egg McMuffin-style egg. And it comes with squeezy cheesy fries. Actually kind of sounds good. Squeezy cheesy fries. <laughs> so basically the squeezy cheese on the fries with bacon on top of it. Oh, okay. Sold. So they're doing like they're doing McDonald's fries with the Jack in the Box cheese and bacon service. Sure. So they do the bacon cheddar potato wedges. Yeah. 
So that's the first I'm one. I'm salivating like a motherfucker. That that <laughs> egg burger sounds fucking. It great. does. I mean, I've had several burgers. Because you know egg what? On it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what I always get at the uh, Fat Burger. That's why I love Fat Burger. Add the egg, egg. To it. Yeah. Um, I bet that's a really good because. McDonald's has a way of making those eggs nice and solid. And yeah, you're not gonna have any issues. I don't think with they're it. all pre cooked. Exactly, it's gonna be the same size. Is it all pre cooked or is it even an egg? Uh, when Dude. I left, 15, 16 years ago, actually closer to seventeen years ago, uh, they were moving from the you know they cook it right there on the griddle mm-hmm. every morning, and then you put it in the steamer cabinet to pre cooked refrigerated, and all you did was put them in the steamer cabinet until they warmed up. Gross. Yep, pretty gross, so. pretty sad, but um, wow, but it is still an egg. Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 a real egg. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not it's egg just, flavored. Oh no, it's right. just pre cooked and refrigerated. All their shit is real. Yeah. Okay, just put that out there. Right. It's some. It's from somewhere. It's t- you can you can trace it back to something. It's legit. Uh, there's, there's calories in it. Right. Uh, but yeah, egg on a burger is for good. whatever reason. Yeah, you'd like bocce burger. The, the McDonald's Monopoly game just started. Mm-hmm. And well, it's that I, time of year. Well, I mean, not, I'm not saying for whatever reason. <laughs> 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 Monopoly game, <laughs> a mystery. Um, it's like they've never this done this before. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't understand. Why is the Monopoly? Um, no, I get. The, I, I know why the Monopoly started. <laughs> My whatever reason was to, I won a breakfast sandwich. Okay. It says one free breakfast sandwich. And then right below that, it says, excludes Egg McMuffin. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, that's the breakfast sandwich. <laughs> yeah. What do you, why would you exclude? So I guess you can only get a McGriddle or a McBiscuit. Right. That's But that's no it. McMuffin. Yeah. I don't like yeah, as a price of, of English muffins gone that high. I don't think so. I mean, that's weird. That I think they weird. want you to get away from the um, traditional menu Maybe options. You can yeah. have a sausage. They want you to try McMuffin. something different. Well, it's the. You know, no. McDonald's for something different. McMuffin yeah. is like twenty five percent of their profits in the morning, so they want You're you to right. try something else. You're right. It's, it's that's it's probably like right. Well, yeah, it's, percent. it's a while. Yeah, a I lot. mean, it's. I remember back when I was there, I was I was dumbfounded at the amount of profit that you had for breakfast of just the the plain old Canadian bacon egg McMuffin. Not even the yeah. sausage McMuffin because the sausage McMuffins were easy to make, and and we just didn't sell as many. Of what them. was hard to make about the Canadian bacon ones? Nothing. Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> nothing at all. If the the, ba- the Canadian bacon <laughs> was very peaceful. You, you, you really, put it on really pigs, nice. They pigs you walk themselves. Wouldn't into tip the, for shit. You put it on really the griddle nice. to brown it a little bit. That's all you had to do. Okay, yeah. you browned it and then you you put it in this little cabinet to keep it hot until it was ordered. The cabinet of Doctor Kigliari. What keeps you hot? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> My like dick that. cabinet. Some might say the shal- I want to know what the two sauces are cabinet. on that burger. They, I, it, I haven't seen anything yet that tells me what they are. The top one looks like a steak sauce. The bottom one looks like a white peppercorn sauce. Sold. Is it named something different, like the blood of the Waynes? like bacon, <laughs> bacon, egg, and a steak sauce? Sold. You should make that burger at home. Nah. Uh, oh no! Why not? I don't like you to know cook what? anymore. You know what you could do? You could go fucking. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Mc, McFuck bucket what's it called yes the big fuck bucket the chicken <laughs> the chicken McGangbang. Mc <laughs> the oh, chicken McGangbang. Yes. it's like 18 patties or whatever the hell well, it is it's just, no it's oh. just like a couple it's like a it's a chicken sandwich with a it's a big it's a big mac with a chicken sandwich stuck in it i don't even oh. know this the chicken McGangbang. bang we've talked about this before on the show <laughs> I, 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 I think we i remember, I remember we brought it up but it didn't stick it's a oh, well it'll stick now 
It's a combination. It's weird it McDonald's combinations. Secret and menu. What you could do yeah. is it kind of secret menu. So you could go and you could go to a place a McDonald's that serves 24-hour breakfast. Get yourself uh egg McMuffin for your egg. Do you have to go like during that cross time? Maybe. Get a uh or there's 24-hour breakfast menus here and there. Okay. Uh you get an egg McMuffin, you get a just a double cheeseburger, I guess, to make it really simple. Oh, it's in the Urban Dictionary. Of course Here it we is. Go. We talked about that. This is the third. People, people are like, well, we're so bored with I this chicken McBang I guess it did not bang. stick in my All right, head. go ahead, read it. That Tell I'm, what it is. I'm so glappy this is <laughs> yeah. in existence. This is a tasty sandwich combination from McDonald's. The off-the-dollar menu, you order one double cheeseburger and one spicy McChicken sandwich, split the double cheeseburger between the two patties, and then put the entire spicy McChicken sandwich inside the double cheeseburger. This originated from the Daytona Beach McDonald's restaurants. There you have it. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. Your worst nightmare. Indeed. 80s Jeff. Flip floppy Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. No, not a, McDonald's sounds good. A double but I want to yeah. go because I want to play Monopoly. How now terrible you, is that? Now you got to go get a McGangbang. Oh, it's, I, go to, I, I eat a lot more McDonald's during Monopoly. It's true. I, oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It works. Yep. They, they double they jalapeno burger? No. Have you they tried know. that? The double jalapeno burger? My wife it's loves that thing. It's actually not bad. Thing. Ooh, it's My good. wife loves it that thing. It is good. Yep. Is it? Just yep. kind of stayed away from it. If you're, I'm not a jalapeno guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't like them. The little jala- fried jalapeno petals—they're actually pretty tasty. Is there? And they're not like for the flavor hot. besides the jalapeno. Um, petals? there's some kind of a it's sauce like a on it. Creamy Usually, there's creamy. jalapeno. That's yeah. like a ranchy cream sauce or something. Yeah, yeah. it's like you, so you got the cheese, you have got the like the creamy ranch sauce, and oh, the, it's not that horrible jalapeno one for their quarter pounder. I don't thing. know. I don't think it is. And then there's like grilled onions on. It's actually fairly tasty for a buck. I mean, yeah, it's I'm, good. That's good. I had no For complaints. Bucks, what are you going to lose besides, yeah. I don't know, lots of cholesterol, <laughs> your <heart>. dignity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lose fucking, your mind. The fucking chain to where food actually comes from. <laughs> Any conscience of world organization and depletion of natural resources. As young to Tipperary in the morning.